Newly drafted Hawks guard Kobe Bufkin knows a little bit about Atlanta already. I'm not looking forward to the traffic and the, and the humanness and the roaches, but there's some good parts that come with it as well. Welcome to the Hawks Report, a podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm your host, Lauren Williams. It's been a long day here at the draft. I can't imagine how long of a week it has been for the Hawks in trying to nail down who they were going to pick with that 15th overall selection, but also number 46 and number 39, which we technically can't talk about yet because it's not official. But before we get too far into that, uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you guys get your podcast. Thanks for listening. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Hawks have technically three new players. Um, But I think the one that's most exciting and intriguing to a lot of us is that number 15 pick with the Hawks picking... Kobe Ufkin at number 15. I like this pick, Daniel. What about you? I do too. I, th- I think he was someone that I think fell the 15, but not necessarily because of his talent, but just how everything kind of panned out with the with the teams before. And there were some trades that happened before and he kind of ended up that he landed with the Hawks at 15. I mean, there's a lot of mock drafts and, and people that ranked him in the top 10 on their big board. So the fact that you get a top 10 player at pick number 15, a, a young guard out of Michigan, played just two years there. I think it was a very solid pick. And again, we talked about last week's podcast, so we didn't really know what the role of this 15th pick will be. And I think it's safe to say we still don't know what the role is. And he may be playing some minutes. He may not be. But either way, this is someone that Landry really liked from a long time ago. And and uh, happened to follow him at 15. I think they're, they're very pleased with it. And so am I. Yeah. So here's Landry kind of talking a little bit about where it all started with Kobe Bufkin and and how the the team ended up picking him here. When I first saw him this year, I I texted one of our one of our guys, one of our scouts, and was like, "This kid, this kid's pretty interesting," and he agreed. And I think it got serious when one of our intel sources said something along the lines of, "There are guys who." who love the game, and then there's guys who are in love with the game. This is a guy that is in love with the game. And I've mentioned before about Hawks DNA. Hawks DNA is about being in love with this game and giving it your all. And you'd be surprised at how many guys do that and how many don't. But he's a guy that there was no doubt about it. That's, that's a guy that loves this game. 
And it's not just him, it's with all of the guys that we took tonight. So he's an unbelievable person. When we spoke with him in Chicago, that was another huge moment for me, just very mature, the way he sees the game, the feel, the IQ, the confidence that he has as well. Just a very fluid type of player, you know, can play on ball, off ball, defends, and that's, that's big for us as well. And he's young, still growing and uh, getting better. I love that the Hawks have had their eye on him for quite some time and, and that he's a guy that eats, breathes, sleeps, drinks, whatever verb you can come up with basketball. And I think that that's something that the Hawks have, have needed for a really long time. I think they have a lot of guys that, you know, do love the game, but, you know, as Landry kind of specified, Bufkin is in love with the game. And I think, you know, another player on this roster that I, that comes to mind almost immediately who kind of has that same aura is Sadiq Bey. He is in love with the game of basketball. And so I think that, you know, the way that Landry talks about how Bufkin kind of analyzes the game and, and looks at it from so many different ways is something that is going to be important for this team long term, especially if they do decide to move on from one of the guys that currently fill out their starting backcourt. You know, we obviously have no idea who <laughs> that might be or if that might be the case. But I, I really think that, you know, Buffkin is a really exciting player. He has you know, plenty of skills on both sides of the ball, on the offensive end, obviously on the defensive end as well, can play on and off the ball. Landry kind of alluded to him, you know, currently, you know, having assignments in, in the backcourt, but with the potential to kind of move up and down um, the rotational charts and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. So he's a really intriguing prospect, has a lot of upside, which is something that the Hawks were really interested in and picking especially when it comes to picking at number 15 and um, I'm really excited to see how he develops over his career whether that's you know long term with the Hawks he's a forever Hawk or you know if he he does move on to another team this is the NBA after all but I think you know what's really intriguing about him is just that he he is a fast player he he has a lot of speed you know the hawks do have another guard on this roster that has a lot of speed in Trey Young but you can never have too many speedy guys on your on your floor at, you know at one time or another you know it's great that he made a lot of improvements in shooting between his freshman and sophomore year that to me tells me that you know, he's trending upward and that he he can potentially unlock that skill even further. So, you know, obviously it's it's going to take time. That stuff doesn't come overnight. So, Daniel, I think I, you know, see him playing maybe seven minutes if he starts to average something. Maybe he plays five, seven minutes um, here or there, but I don't think he's going to get that much time. Even I think I'm being generous in that, but uh, I do think long-term he's a guy that can fit Quinn Snyder's system. Yeah. And I don't think he was brought in at pick number 15 to play 20, 25 minutes a game. It's just with the depth of this team, it's not really going to happen right now but you can spend some time in the g league if if needed he'll be playing in summer league which landry added in last night's press conference so you'll see him there 
And you mentioned the improvement he made from his freshman to sophomore year. I mean, not only offensively, we talked about defensively, and it all came down to just him moving his feet defensively. Mm-hmm. And that's what really kind of helped him lock in um, to be a lot better from freshman year to, to sophomore year. And you talk about his improvement in shooting. You asked him about that. And all of his numbers went up. Like, mm-hmm. it was a dramatic leap from mm-hmm. his first year to his second year with the University of Michigan. So being in love with the game and and being that kind of guy watching a ton of film at the age of 19 shows the maturity. And we talk about Hawks DNA. Yeah. And and that's part of it is yeah. the love of the game and, and wanting to get better and doing everything you can to get better. And, and that's what Landry identified with Kobe. And I think it's a, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. And obviously Kobe wasn't the only player that the Hawks took tonight. They did make a trade. We don't know what they gave up to acquire the number 39 pick, who eventually was Muhammad Gway. But the pick that we can talk about is number 46. The Hawks ended up standing pat with pretty much both of their projected picks. Um, and they picked Seth Lundy. So we'll touch on Seth Lundy a little bit. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for sticking with us. This is the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to take this time to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution does have a special offer for podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. You can join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. So you always know what's really going on. All right. With the 46th pick of the 2023 NBA draft, the Hawks selected Seth Lundy out of Penn State. And I think... When you have second round picks, particularly those, you know, in the mid to late 40s and and higher, it's kind of one of those low risk, high reward situations. You know, Adam Silver mentioned it in the beginning of the draft in his opening speech, how, you know, you might be lucky and end up with a Nikola Jokic who leads your team to an NBA final NBA championship. Obviously that's not something that happens, you know, all the time, but there's still a chance you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. 
So the Hawks ended up, like I said, picking Seth Lundy out of Penn State. And this guy can shoot it. He can really shoot it 40% from three. You can never have enough shooters on your team. Never have enough so um, even if that's really his only strong suit, I'm sure they can work him in. But of course, he'll be someone that probably spends a lot of time with the Skyhawks um, over the season. Again, we'll we'll see him in summer league as well. So like you mentioned, mm-hmm. these are low risk, high reward. You see what happens. If you can get a diamond in the rough, great. If not, you move on. There's no guaranteed contract with him. You just see what he can do in summer league. He'll be invited to training camp mm-hmm. and then try to work his way on to the 15-man roster or maybe a, a two-way contract right. if, if he's able to make it. So they got two Big Ten guards, one mm-hmm. from Michigan and, and one from, from Penn, Penn State. State. And yeah. so um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I, I don't hate the pick. I mean, again, you don't know too much about Seth Lundy, but the fact that he is a great shooter, I think um, you can never have enough shooting, and I think it's yeah. a good move for the Hawks. Right, and I think, too, when you think about kind of like the financial const- constraints that they have taking a guy like him in the second round does – help kind of alleviate some of that, especially if you end up getting more out of him than you might have anticipated. And, you know, this guy, like we said, he can shoot it, but he also can defend. And so he's going to be, I think, that 3 and D wing that this team has been, like, looking to kind of hit, knock it out of the park with. I think, you know, they've, they've loved taking their wings, but we, for better or worse, haven't seen one that's as consistent on both ends of the floor. But yeah, they, they didn't make too many trades. Um, the roster is almost still the same. Right. But hey, there's still a lot of time for that to happen. And what's crazy is we, talking before the draft even started, we anticipated a lot of chaos. We were kind of rooting for a little bit of chaos we to were. see what not only what the Hawks could do, but what other teams might do. There was a lot of discussion about pick number two, pick number three. Mm-hmm. Who goes where? And if so, would those one of those picks be traded, especially Scoot Henderson, where the Blazers are trying to do everything they can to keep Damian Lillard? And it turns out, you know, from what I saw on Twitter, Hornets fans were not too pleased with Brandon Miller. It seemed like they <laughs> wanted Scoot Miller, but Scoot goes to Portland. Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson, yes, sorry. And now everyone knows kind of what the Blazers are going to do next. We'll yeah. see what, what they can do to please Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And some people thought what the Hawks could do, whether they, they move someone or not. And um, they didn't. But again, the free agency is right around the corner. doesn't mean trades stop mm-hmm. immediately after tonight. And, and we'll see what happens. But not as much chaos overall as, no. as we thought. It kind of kind of stayed pat, which I was a little disappointed in. But yeah. hey, at the same time, we'll see what happens in the next week or so. I think the only thing that shocked a lot of people was just how far Cam Whitmore fell right. to number 20. But he ended up with the team that was looking to, to, to sign him or draft him anyway. So I guess it all's in all... What is that thing? All's well. All ends. wells all ends well. Yeah. Yes. Especially but, with him. I mean, yeah. you get one of the top Thompson twins, Amen Thompson at number mm-hmm. four, and get him at 20, which he was projected to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. If Whitmore's healthy. healthy and pans out, I mean, Houston has a lot of young talent. They and do. so they could be an exciting team. Still probably lack a little bit of that maturity just because they have a ton of young guys that are not even in their 20s yet. But they also have Ime Odoka, who's known for helping guys grow up, as we saw with the Celtics a little bit. And I'm sure they'll sprinkle in some veteran players during free agency as well. But yeah, I mean, they were a team that did very well, I thought, tonight. And and yeah, just I think some teams moved around a little bit. Dallas made their moves. Mm Mm-hmm traded back a couple of spots and got their guy at number 12 and, and cleared some salary and cleared some salary and then gained some back with Rashawn Holmes. So mm-hmm. they were a team that kind of moved a little bit, but other than that, 
not as much movement as we thought. But again, yeah. it's going to get crazy in a week or so, I believe. And I will I will go on the record saying that I did think that the Hawks were going to stand pat at 15, even though I was rooting for a little bit of chaos and just seeing if they could kind of do what Dallas did and move some of that um, salary away so that they could, you know, bring in some other veterans on some better deals maybe. But here we are. That's okay. That That's not to say that it's not going to happen, like you said. Um, but just out of curiosity, were you hoping for a Scoot Henderson-Brandon-Miller hybrid when you called him Scoot Miller? <laughs> Probably. And again, it's it's really late when we were recording this podcast, so yeah. I'm I'm just glad I get all the names right, or most of them, as I, I said. But um, when, you, when you talk about Kobe and what the Hawks are looking at, mm-hmm. and they might have seen that the way the draft was going, mm-hmm. that they didn't need the trade-up to go get exactly. their guy, especially when he was projected to be a top-10 pick. They're like, look, as we get to 11 and 12 and some of these teams are going to draft certain positions, they thought they had a chance to get him at 15 and maybe that was the luxury. They didn't have to move up or trade someone. So yeah. it gives them some more options and free agency and stuff like that. So again, they I was thinking that. they got the guy they want and um, yeah. now it's time to see what they do with the rest of the roster. Yeah, I think I think they just it's an exciting time of year where there are just so many moving parts. So We'll be we'll still be here following along and we're grateful for you guys for following along. And again, we're grateful for you guys listening to us. I'm Lauren Williams. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.